0: Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Ashley Dallas is the current holder of the Golden Guitar for Female Artist of the Year, as well as Video of the Year. And earlier this year, she released her latest album, her fifth studio album in the moment, and the latest single from that is Sunshine. Hello, Ashley.
1: Hello. Thanks again. So nice to talk. It feels not too long between chats, which is great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but there's always stuff to talk about. Um, And uh, I want to get a bit more into your creative process this time, but we will start off talking about the single Sunshine. And I'd like to ask you, What or who is the sunshine of your life?
1: Uh, The sunshine of my life, um, the epitome of it is my girls, um, Harriet and Lillian. And this song started in that first year of Harriet's life, 2019, and then it formed. It took a few years to fully finish it to a level where I felt like it was the message I really wanted to portray in it. But I think becoming a mum to my two girls has just shown me um it's the perfect way sunshine to describe their personalities and what they bring into your world a lot of light and a lot of love and that warmth um amongst other things of course and challenges but it always comes back to that warmth um which is why this song was written
0: Uh, Now, Lillian's a little too young to be in a recording studio, but Harriet appears right at the end of the song. So does she like hanging out in the studio? Because I know from our last conversation she likes hanging out on stage.
1: Oh, yeah. She loves it being anywhere where mum is and she loves being anywhere where there's music or something creative. Um, So it's been for her, her little, like she's three and a half, four in January, and a lot of that time, has been spent in the studio as well and and with myself and my dad and and she's great she goes in there and she knows that when mummy's in that certain room that it's quiet time and she just sits and she's either lost in what we're doing or she's being a three-year-old coloring in in her favorite around it naturally and um, and that's really infectious too and and it takes me back it takes me back to where the dream started for me and the love of it, for me most importantly, that love of the music and the art form of stories and getting lost in that, and um, and it's been really special that she's been in this process, and I think that's made me want to lift as an artist as well. Yeah, is
0: she aware that this song is about her, or at least partly about her?
1: Oh, oh yeah, she's aware. <laughs> <laughs> she's she aware, is, and she asked for it. <laughs> she's totally aware. Um. <laughs> See, Sunshine too. She used to say when Harriet, so the idea came, um, I think most parents, We've I've bonded over a lot of parents in, you know, mother's groups and, and at early childhood music practice about that universal song that so many parents sing, You Are My Sunshine, to their mm-hmm. children. And it's been a song I sang from birth of Harriet and the same with Lillian. It's sung every night in our household. So when Harriet first started to talk, Um, and start to say you know recognize I love you she would say sunshine Uh and she didn't actually say I love you or love you until she was about two and a half and it swapped but every time someone said love you Harriet she'd go sunshine Uh and it became this little Harrietism that we just knew that was her word that's what she associated with love and that's what really made me go into the depths of this song as well and, and want to capture that for me and a bit of a timepiece and not only a reminder to my girls but also a reminder to us adults to ease up on ourselves and, and know that people look at us how we look at others and, you know, and wear the warmth for somebody else out there. So that's this whole metaphorical thing about being sunshine. Um, but the day that she stopped saying it, both Kiwi and I looked at each other and we were like, Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so I made sure I got it in as many little recordings as I could because to us, it was the sweetest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and just uh, going back to what you were
0: saying about them making you want to lift as an artist, is that because you're conscious of having them as an audience or because you're, you're thinking about long, the longevity of your work and, and it lasting through generations or something else?
1: Uh, both of what you've touched on there. I think, um, a lot of self-reflection came, I think, being a parent naturally that happens um, and then with creativity you're always quite critical on what you're doing and I do feel like I've been ever since I started to establish music and record very conscious of my story within my songs and my storytelling. But um, And I'm proud to say I feel like that's lifted every album but with this record and these songs I just feel like I went into them knowing first and foremost I'm got to encourage my girls to to live out whatever their dream is but most importantly to do things that they love and and not hold back from that or shy away from those things and know that your story is your story and and the things that make you quirky are are okay too and I just really wanted to lift all those walls with my songwriting and go in and, and just write for, again for the love of music, not worry about where it fell on a genre or where it may sit on a chart, but hope that it really connects to people because um, becoming a mom and, and living this sort of phase with my husband and, and learning more about each other in this phase as well. And the thing that we always come back to is that connection and, um, and the biggest part in what I get to do is that for me. So I think highlighting that with kids and going that you are going to leave a legacy or your story, and I've had that through generations ahead of me, and I, I want them to know I don't mind whatever they do, that they just try their best at it and, and always do it with heart. Is, is You're going to win no matter what else happens.
0: You are the third generation of Dallas to be a musician. But even then, I mean, that you could look at that and say, well, music was inevitable for you. And it might have been as a hobby, but you have pursued it as a career. You followed that dream. Uh, That's often a very hard thing to do because in a creative field, there are all sorts of things that can push and pull you. COVID lockdowns was one thing that, that could really push and pull. So I'm wondering for you if you feel like what it takes from within you to keep that dedication to art, to creativity, because it's a big life. It's a big decision. You know, it's choosing. There's an American writer called Gretchen Rubin who always says choose the bigger life. And I think having a creative life is constantly choosing the bigger life. So I'm wondering about that commitment from you, whether it's like an everyday thing of like, yes, today I rededicate myself, or if it's just you're in the flow and that's how you are.
1: I think I'm lucky. I had a period where I had to really rededicate and re fall in love with with it I think um and but at the moment where I'm at with it, it's just that it's just there i'm I've really got back to the core of why I started playing music, and I think you know when I was a young child and it was just so much fun and it was a way to express myself and it was a way to to share my thoughts and I journal all the time and and choosing it as a career like I've dabbled with other things I was a hairdresser for four years and did my apprenticeship and um, in that period I was still doing music but I was the apprentice of the year weirdly as well like it was this whole kind of journey of life but it's always come back to music there's such a pull for me to my music um, and it comes back again I I get so overjoyed I feel the most comfortable in any work situation telling a story singing a song being on stage Um, there's other avenues I love doing in life but I don't get the kick or the thrill of being on a stage and sharing and and then reading back from people about what they loved about the show and what song stands out for them because it's helped them through something so I think that's that to me is what makes me keep wanting to show up and, and keep wanting to delve in and, and write these songs and and share my my parts of stories and through creative licenses as well. And 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 it's exciting. I I'm still writing now. We've released the fifth record and we're showcasing the songs off that. And I'm I'm just constantly writing still and I'm I'm not stopping it. I'm just going, it's there at the moment. Just capture those little moments. Um, and hopefully I can still be doing this. For, forever
0: yes because when we last spoke you said I think you had over 70 songs that you've written since <laughs> and since that you've recorded in the moment partly that was because you've been in the song club Sam Hawksley song club and that that rhythm was really helping you but also it, they're just pouring out of you so have you made a date with your dad to start recording any? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have I really I have because I've sat down and I've looked at them and as you mentioned Sam Hawksley Song Club was I was in that for over a year and and that was great as you said the prompt each week made me write differently and um, and then that kind of encouraged other songs to fall out and, and to page. And I always think the song that you finish is leading you to the next one. And um, sometimes I go into a song, right, and I know it's a song that's never going to leave my songbook, but it's got to lead me to that next one that probably will be the story for somebody else. So I have called dad, I called dad down the other day and said, can we have a coffee? Um, Harriet was at preschool and I just had Lillian with me. And I said, um, I know we we're talking and, and the new record's out and I want to shine light on that but I really want to get back into that studio because I'm afraid I can't stop the pen to paper at the minute and <laughs> if I if I can make a decision now and then keep writing I I, I can just keep doing that again <laughs> he looked a little bit worried because he was like we've just finished <laughs>
0: well <But laughs> what do you do well, because otherwise, Brett, it's going to be a choice out of 150 songs, not a choice out of 70 <laughs>
1: <odd>. <laughs> And it's one of my favourite um, things. I feel so grateful that I get to share that with with my dad, and um, and we're really proud of what we're able to work together with and produce, like with his productions. And um, and my dad's always carried this this beautiful sentiment, um, and I've really taken to it the more that I've gotten older. That he was like, you know, with your music around the lyrics, that's got to be like the supportive bed to the story. It shouldn't, uh, and he gets where I'm, what I'm trying to say in my words and and the feeling. And he always is like, the music with your songs, it's got to support it. It doesn't necessarily be the thing in front. It's the words. It's the story and. And I'm so excited. We're constantly reading and he's constantly going in and changing things and learning different things about producing. And we're both just pushing one another to grow. And it's it's beautiful to share that with dad. Absolutely. Well, because you're true collaborators, obviously. Yeah, there's no, um, there's that real respect. We We, not everything we agree on, like that's for certain, but it's never been any moment where I've walked away going oh like and having those it's very separate too we we somehow balance that beautifully that we can have we're very close as father and daughter and in life but musically we're extremely close also and there's that respect there when dad goes oh about a line or you know I'm a bit confused or I think musically let's take it here and if we don't agree on that it we have this conversation it's very constructive and positive and it always ends where it's meant to, which I think is beautiful. So um, I'm excited to get in and and get into these new songs and pull from the emotions of these songs because I can feel the lift again, which is exciting. And you you were
0: mentioning how there are some songs that will never leave your songbook and you know that you're writing them in order to essentially clear the path for something else to come. That that comes from a place of knowing that creativity is not finite, that you can access new ideas. I'm wondering if you've always written songs like that or earlier in your songwriting life did you feel like oh I've only got this this many ideas I better just pre- I just, better just put out everything I have
1: yeah I feel like I did go through that stage um I guess you know writing for my first record which was I released that in 2013 um and I've been writing songs and journaling since a little girl more so diary entries I started writing and shaping songs and realizing structure about 11 or 12 mm-hmm. um and I think I went through kind of that late teens into early adult, I would, I'd always sit down and go, you've got to write down, sit down and just write the best song possible. And if I started writing it and I didn't feel something, I always stopped myself and went, no, no, that's not, you're not connecting. Don't, don't do it. Whereas now I've learned the art of that is you've got to get that out for some reason it's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it might with, it might be someone else's song that you could hand over as well, but it could just be that you need to write that for that space and that will then clear the mind and bring in the other energy to write a, a different song. And And I think that's partially why I am writing constantly now is because mm. I just, if I have it, and I write silly songs too, like funny, I'm very, <laughs> I have this weird sense of humour um, where and this kind of energetic, um, Luke Shea calls me the ever ready bunny because I just sort of like, when I'm in a zone, I, I get real like excited and I'm like, ah, bing, bung, boo, boom. boom. <laughs> and sometimes that comes out in songs that are just weirdly odd. And I've got to just write them because it's there. <laughs> I haven't sang many of them live, but they've always led to to the other song where I've gone, ah, there it is. That's that's a special one. And you know, um, I think the I think the thing I've realized too is is that, is some songs I write aren't for what I want to put out as artist Ashley Dallas, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And I know in myself, when I've walked away from a writing session or a moment of my own and I go, oh, that one's, that's a special one for me. And mm-hmm. I've learned to just feel those things.
0: And I think this is all useful information for people who want to have creativity in their lives, regardless of what their creative practice is. This idea that, you know, don't clutch on to just to one thing, thinking there will be no more ideas, actually just, just keep it moving, keep it going and, and trust in the process, I guess, and trust in your own instincts. Uh, yeah. you, I, but I suppose the other side of that is you do have to know yourself as an artist uh, in order to to trust those instincts and you've you've come to a certain point in your career where you can trust it
1: yeah i I think that's the thing I know now fully in what what I want with my music my art I believe in that now a lot more than I once did in a sense, and I think that 's part of the growth I think you 've got to have a few hurdles and stumbles and and that 's not just with your career but in in life as well because it 's all part of I don't want to say the word journey, but it is. It's, it's all part of that. And um, and I think that's the, again, it's just letting and allowing yourself and not putting too much pressure on it. Like sometimes I go through a period where I don't write um, and that now feels weird to me. So something I enjoy and it might not be for everyone, but I enjoy thank and I learnt that a lot through the song club is I actually do enjoy just writing to a prompt. Yeah. And I feel like that was just to keep creative flow happening um and that might work for others it might not some people only sit down and and write solely for records and and that's their process but I've found the process that works best for me and that balance and um and I love being able to share that as well and and share how my process is, and people because that's how I've learned also is that I've taken snippets from people's wisdom and knowledge and stories and some things I listen to and I'm like I don't think I I don't think that would work for me but that's okay I know about it now um, and having that mentality and and then hearing someone else's side and going, I've never thought of that. I might try it. And, <laughs> and it works. And it's like, oh. Um, so I think you're just it, always learning. And, and as creative people, I think you should realise as well, you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also need to realise I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And, and sometimes things aren't meant to be perfect. It's life. But not many things in life are exactly perfect. <laughs> so why should your art form be either?
0: Well, and and that point that you made about uh, not putting too much pressure on it, and that is related to, yes, recognising that some things are not for the public and, and, in fact, that difference which you would see in your own songwriting and in other people's of, of songs that are destined for an audience. Uh, you can hear there's a difference. There's a difference in how they're yeah. constructed. It's nothing that can be defined. I work in book publishing and I can see it in books. It's like there's a difference between something that's destined for an audience and something that's not. And if you as a creator can Recognize that you do take the pressure off, because then it's like not every word is precious.
1: Yes, not everything yeah. I'm
0: doing here. You know, my ego is not bound up in absolutely everything I'm producing.
1: No, and I think um, you know. Again, I, I went through that stage where I was so minded into and thinking those things and being worried about. Oh, is this I'm going to get you know the airplay or something like that? But I came back. Uh, you know, a few things that make you come back to your center. And for me, creativity always should, for, and it's been my world, I always want it to be the most thing that I write with more than the artist ego in, in, in my Ashley Dallas world. I The love of the song, the love of the story, um, and you've probably caught me at a, at a time where this is even more enhanced after the weekend I've had because I've just been in songland, and there's beauty in those moments of writing something and and being proud of able to express that because it is something that not everyone can do Mm -hmm. and there's many things that I can't do well but I love that I can write stories and and shape them into a melody and and have that feeling out there and and that's I think where I'm at is that creative love is just oozing high I love it um and I've probably learned how much more I've I've probably reconnected more with how much I love it because it does bring me a balance as well to being a a parent, a very present parent. I think as parents, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as well. You know, mum guilt's a very real thing. I had it over the weekend. I had a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm not at home doing X, Y, Z, but I also need that as well to be then be the best present parent that I can be. Um, So it's all those things coming together in, in life at the moment and rolling with it.
0: And also, it, you know, it, help, it shows your daughters how to pursue a dream and how to have a creative life as well when you're doing it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something important, again, is that, is that everyone, I think, can put restraints on themselves because they're worried about, you know, um, perceptions and worried about not, you know, that guilt thing again. I think that's very real. Um, but it's okay to have your own dream. and It's okay to have your own things and still have all the other things in life as well um and that's what i found like coming i have little sentiments in my day and little things and practices that i'm i'm aware of that i need mm-hmm. so then i can roll with when my beautiful sunshine daughters have those moments as <laughs> kids that i don't react as well in the in a way i can just smooth through those because we all we all build up we all pick etc so we need those releases um and to me writing and performing and and getting into studios is a release for me Mm -hmm. um of that wound up so it's finding those things and saying it's okay to have them still
0: Now, you mentioned the weekend you've just had, and you've nicely set up a question I was going to ask anyway, which was about the DAG Sheep Station Songwriting Retreat, which happens at Nundle in New South Wales, not too far from Tamworth. And it happens, well, pre-COVID, I think it happened a couple of times a year, and no doubt they're trying to get back to that. And it is uh, a really lovely opportunity for emerging songwriters to be partnered with established songwriters like you I believe Luke O'Shea was there Kevin Bennett um I think Lynn Botell might have been there as well or maybe I've got that wrong um Felicity this year.
1: Felicity Lini, Urquhart, sorry Linny Botel has been uh, out there at, at many times and she got brought up a lot in her spirit there because of what she brings but Felicity Urquhart was this year um which was lovely too And I got
0: reason I got confused is that I saw something about Lynn on um, Instagram at the CMAA Academy. Um, Yes, (laughs) (laughs) they're all
1: out.
0: (laughs) But um, so so for you, you just said you've had you've been in Songland this weekend. So what is what is the DAG songwriting retreat like for you as one of the established artists?
1: It was my first time at at the retreat as a writer. Um, Johnny Chrisulja, beautiful man. He and his wife Belinda have an absolute oasis paradise up there in that Nundle Hills. And he's asked me f- to be involved a couple of times and it's always clashed with schedules. And uh, he reached out and he, and even in his message, he was like, I know Lillian's only going to be still very young. Um, and I'm not sure how you'd feel about it, but if, if you would be available, we'd love to have you. And um, I was, the weekend up there, it is so beautiful. We had uh, over twenty-four uh, guest songwriters that had enrolled to come to the retreat, alongside the four of us. Uh, also, Kelly Bruhaha was there um, as a surprise guest songwriter, and we're up in the Nundle Hills. It's picturesque, beautiful country with no phone service, mm-hmm. no TV. Very limited Wi-Fi. You only get Wi-Fi in one spot near the office. So you disconnect and you become present with everyone there. Um, The art of conversation is very real because there's no distractions. And it's four days of songwriting. We get paired up with groups um, and people and um, you go into each write not knowing where you may land with a song. And I go into a co-writing session in that environment going, the song, uh, you know, they might come forward with a very strong idea that's for them, and or they might come with an idea that they're not sure on, and it might turn into a song that just needs to exist, or it might be something I really connect to as well. And I, over the four days, myself, I've completed with fellow new songwriters and emerging, and also, I think our oldest uh, songwriter there was in the late seventies, which is beautiful. Um, so myself completed nine songs over the course of those.
0: <laughs> Just to add to the case that you've got at home, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But I think because you're there, you're present, and um, we had a lot of, you know, big group sessions every night. We would do like an open mic night where we wrote on the board of the Black Crow Cafe board, and we'd get up and share the songs that were written that day in that space, and it was a very safe space where you know, also there was a lot of emotions getting thrown around a lot of people's stories that were then getting crafted into these songs. And um, there was people there that want to start their own career as an artist. Um, But there was also people there that just loved the form of writing and and poetry and just want to express their stories and have that hopefully connect to an artist who then record it. So it was it was honestly. Um, I still haven't come down from the weekend. It was really special. Um, going in first time, I didn't know what quite to expect, but I left there. I've had tears. I've been overjoyed. I've made connections with people that I know. You know, when you meet some people and you go, first of all, I feel like I've. I feel like I know you, or I feel like I should have known you for a lot longer than this last few days, and those connections. Will stay for a very long time. So I'm very grateful for that experience.
0: And you couldn't literally come down from the experience because <laughs> you were flooded in.
1: <laughs> I know there's been so many years of, you know, not enough rain and we've seen the devastating rain and the flooding up in Lismore areas, et cetera. And Temworth in this past sort of three, four weeks, we've had so many days where we, all the roads are getting blocked off and the region's separated with water and, it was the last night. It was the Sunday night, um, and Johnny K checked the rain forecast. He's like, it "says it's only got eight nils in it. We should be right. We should be right, uh, because there's a causeway to get into the property." And he's like, "maybe we should move some cars across the river," um, but we should be right. And I went with it. It should be right. <laughs> <laughs> Sentiment. <laughs> I think also, you know, I, I got my girls came up for the show. We had a beautiful showcase where um, other uh, paid people came to with tickets to, to take it in. So my girls came up and I had a bit of a family night then. And I think that Sunday I was back in that song land and, and just lost in a few of these magical songs we'd written that I went, Oh, it should be right. You know, I only live down the road. If I have to wait for it to go down, that'll be fine. Well, no, we were flooded in. (laughs) It was absolutely the flow of the river and the sound of it was just, Mm -hmm. we got the biggest storm. Um, a lot of the little towns around the region have been, you know, again, separated with flood water. And, um, but it just meant another day at the retreat connecting and pulling out songs and hearing little things and going, that'd be a great song, and and sitting there writing it because what else were we doing? We're waiting for the water to go down. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to ring home and go, um, I was coming home. Yeah, right. <laughs> But, <laughs> but we're here now. And right. it was magic. I just think, um, again, I've, I've really taken that sometimes you're meant to be exactly where you're meant to be um, and and getting, you know, again, that's a classic uh, situation that Ash eight years ago or even probably five years ago would have been, oh, dear, like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Whereas I was just like is what it is maybe we're all meant to be here for another few hours connect maybe the next best song's about to be written or maybe just we're meant to connect as human beings again and talk um so that's the approach i took to it um but it was magic if anyone's out there watching and and sees these dag songwriter retreats come up and as i said we had people that just weren't even singers they just love writing stories and they came with a collection of ideas um be on the lookout it was it was for me as a first timer there writing it I can't wait for the next one I just went this is amazing
0: yeah it's a really important part of the Australian country music industry I think the, the collaboration generally between established artists like you and emerging artists and then the DAG Sheep station itself, the songs that come out of that, some of them end up on people's albums. You know, they end up. The connections that you form can lead to something else down the road. So, uh, you know, it'd be fascinating to actually do a study. I think out of out of the DAG and see just how many songs and connections and bands, maybe or duos or whatever, have come out of it.
1: Yeah, well, I know just even listening to the stories of you know Fliss and KB and Luke, they've all recorded songs that have been written at the DAG that they went in again with a writer and thinking just we don't know where this may go and and coming out with songs that they really connected to enough to go I want to record that and and I know myself that there's songs from this weekend that will be on an Ashley Dallas record um, and they weren't ever written in that intent it was just that that moment and and there's songs there that I've written this weekend with Artist that I can't wait because that's the start of their recording journey now um, or it's the next part of their recording journey. And and I think that's really special to be involved in and, and really important to 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 be able to give back and help like that is, um, it feels really nice and special.
0: Now I've had you talking for quite a while and you're in your car and your daughters
1: are inside, so I should let you go. <laughs> yeah, Nen and Pop are in there, but... Uh... <laughs> And and yes you know, I just, yes they're not on their own yeah, that sounded Harriet, terrible yeah. harriet's uh she's got everything under control so the baby and the three-year-old are and they're on their own no no suddenly i i get someone to check in on me but no there. yeah no it's been lovely chatting i've just loved delving in and and talking with you so again one of those um people for me that there's a warmth there that I just feel very familiar and and comfortable to talk so I think that's um yeah really special so thanks for having me on again
0: oh it's it's always lovely to talk to you and I and I you know I find you personally inspiring just your commitment to creativity seeing you play live as I did recently because you're just you're a full-bodied artist you know (laughs) you really inhabit the music when you play it and so Partly I ask you these questions because I think there'll be people out there who can, who can get inspiration from you the way I do. So Ashley, oh. as ever, it's been lovely to talk to you.
1: Likewise, we'll be I'm sure we'll meet again on here. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.